0: Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we are so grateful, thankful, and privileged to be in this place once more. And God, I ask that the words that will come from my mouth, the very motives of my heart be acceptable unto you, O God, for you are my strength, my redeemer. God, besides you, there's no other, none like you, none before you, none beside you. And God, I just thank you for just being present in this place. And God, also giving the strength to proclaim your word so, God, I ask that you would feed me on my feet. Give me clarity, understanding of your words so that lives will be touched, challenged, and changed and never the same. And, God, I just ask right now that those that have an ear, whether they're hearing it now, even online or even later, I pray that they have an ear to hear what you, the Spirit of the Lord, has to say to the people of God today. And so, God, again, we're so grateful that we don't have to make anything up. You've given us vividly your word, and we are thankful and grateful for your word today. Why? Because it's your word that makes us new. Your word that teaches us about you. So make it clear and make it plain. In Jesus' name, would you shout amen? Amen. Come on, give God a praise if you got one in the building right there, right there. Amen, amen. All right, y'all. We're loud and proud. Let me see them What? Put your Bibles in the air and wave them like you do, do care. You really do care. You really do care. Amen. And if you don't have a Bible, go ahead and just ask one of the ushers. As a matter of fact, learn your neighbor and say, there you go with your Bible token cell. And if you ain't got one, go ahead and get one. And so we encourage you to get you a physical Bible. We ain't always like to have one with you. You could probably get a, have one at home, have one in your car, have one in your office, and just have a Bible with you somewhere, everywhere you go is a good thing to have, and I appreciate you all um, walking out with it. Um, the children have some amazing incentives, um, the teens as well, um, about carrying their Bibles, you know, and I can also encourage you all, some of y'all turn your Bibles on, you know, you got, to, you got the apps and the iPhones and stuff like, you know, iPhone got the best Bible stuff on it, right? Amen, any iPhone, you, okay, you know, it got the best stuff in it. And then would y'all give our ushers a hand as they go ahead and readjust themselves today amazing, amazing. They let you sit where you want to sit and stuff like that and uh, that's all good stuff and I am just again grateful for the privilege of impartation. Um, Man, I've just been really concentrating over the last several um, days on this word. Um, This new series uh, uh, connects totally um, with the overarching thought process of this year well, we declared 2023 uh, as the year of greatness. And we made that so clear, uh, even as we exited out of last year, we came into the new year with the attitude that God, we are destined and determined to see greatness, not just in me, but greatness all around me. And so this month, I would say this is probably somewhere around a six-week session um, where we will be teaching all the way up to a live Sunday where we will be discussing the greatest victory of all. So I just want to introduce it right off the bat. Uh, I'm teaching today, starting a brand-new sermon series entitled The Greatest Victory. Somebody shout, I'm victorious. And so can you imagine going in these next several weeks understanding that same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power on the inside of all of us, literally running through our veins as power-filling, authority-driven power that causes things to happen and get done in our lives. But a lot of time, believers don't recognize it. And so I wanna talk, I wanna teach. And so when I was thinking about this series and you know, I had all the wars and we, this series discuss and talks about the battles of the Bible, We're going to talk about some of those bloody battles. And if y'all can't tell, one of my favorite movies of all time is 300. I watch it. Anytime I'm discouraged, I just put it on. And it plays all through my heart. It's just going to rewind. I can just hear certain phrases and Leonidas doing certain things. It It just pumps me up. And I realize that you don't need a whole lot of people to fight. You just need a whole lot of faith. And God, he shows us that all through life, sometimes you don't feel like people are with you and you don't feel like you can go forward. But if you got the faith to stick into it, you'll see victory in your life. Every single obstacle you can overcome and see God manifested in that moment. And so I want to talk about the greatest victories. But before I get into the battles and all of the war stories and, you know, the Hittites and the Midianites and the, All those great warriors that we see throughout the Bible, uh, even the story of David, you know, the giant killers and all of that. I want to talk about something that is imperative and very important before you go into anything, and it's your game plan. I believe that everything we do and every victory we are expecting to even go into or we receive, because we can go into fights. But not every fight we go into, we we declare victory over it. And so I want us to have the mindset to understand the strategies of understanding how God has given us the victory and how we can claim the victory in our lives. Because one of the first things I want to teach as I introduce this series, Walking in uh, the the, the Greatest Victories, the one of the first things I want to introduce to us is how to walk in victory. Somebody shout walk in victory. And so, uh, I know this is a very common phrase, and we hear the word walk because this is a Christian walk. This is a faith walk. And so, when I talk about just walk in victory by itself, the word walk here, it implies a way of life. In other words, if we're going to ever see victory in our lives, we got to develop an established way of thinking. We talked about mindsets on Wednesday, but in order for us to see victory, we got to understand in our mind that this has to be a way of life for us. Winning is a way of life. When we have declared Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we begin to see fights differently. We begin to see battles at a different perspective that we don't face trials the way everyone else do because we understand certain things. But do we? Do we really? Because victory in itself, in its explanation and in its definite meaning, because in order to fulfill something, you must define that very thing. And victory is an act of defeating an enemy or an opponent in battle in a game or in some other type of competition. In other words, victory implies battle. In order for you to claim victory over your life, that means you had to fight something. You can't do I got victory but you're like okay, that's Because there's a testimony, there's a there's a story behind every victorious moment. You can see things happen throughout the course of any game, any life event, any moment that says that, man, I just overcame some obstacles that gave me the right to claim victory, amen? amen? And so this is what I want to talk about. Walking in victory empowers us. And I heard this even this morning, somebody was saying, God, Pastor, I can foresee. I can see that. I'm like, man, you all right there with me. Because victory, walking in victory, empowers us to foresee the fight, to understand the fight, and so that we can gain victory in the fight. It's difficult and somewhat impossible to overcome any battle if you don't believe you can. Now, this is how some people go in the battle. Like, well, God, if you meant for me to win, you'll just, it just happened. And we ain't threw no punch. We ain't, we ain't read no word. We ain't put our forth no effort. And we think that, okay, God, if you really want, want this to happen in my life, you'll just make it happen. It'll just happen automatically. And God said that victory requires you to believe you can win. (laughs) I was like, God, you mean that I have to start thinking I can and I will win? I will get through this when I don't see a way out of this? Like, God, you want me to believe that? When all the odds, I just got released, this is just happening in my life, and you want me to believe I can win? Because if, the, if if what you're going through knocks you down and defeat you, that means you got no victory. And that's what a lot of believers end up seeing. And They're like, man, okay, they just, all right, God, God said, but even in the moments where you feel defeated, you got to believe you can still win. Oh, I'm going to talk to you in a second. I, maybe you ain't got this game plan together because that's why the greatest victory must begin with a game plan. Because even before we explore the battles of the Bible, and well, we discover uh, all the time that and when I read all these battles, and I read Gideon, and I read David, and I read all these other Bible um, fights and battles, uh, you see the pep talks, you see the recruiting, you see the regrouping, you see even the releasing in order to, because i found out that every person that may be with you may can't fight with you. And so when you got the right game plan, you know who to start and who to release. Amen. Amen. You know who to put in the game and who to bench. Because you know there's some spectators and then you got friends that are participators. And some folks will sit on there and say, y'all would have did this if I were you, but you ain't me, and that's why you ain't in this. You know people that all we could tell you what they would do if they was you? I'm like, You couldn't even understand. And so that's why, because in order for us to understand, I must, I had to pause in this moment as I introduce you to produce and understand the game plan. Because so many believers struggle with walking in victory. They have the head knowledge. They know it. They they got it in their head. And they, they, they know all that God can do. But it seems to never connect with their hearts. So they never walk in that truth. They know that God can. They heard from their grandmama and heard all through their years that God can do anything. That God is able and just and he's all these amazing things, but we can quote it, but until it comes to the point where we are dealing with it face-to-face and challenged. Sometimes it's hard, though, walking that truth. And walking in victory may start as baby steps. However, they lead. Those baby steps they lead to giant defeating victories. I saw a little step that makes people say, well, I I, ain't, because all you got to do is start walking in the faith that God, no matter how big you is, how small you are, how much you got, God said, I will gain you victory if you just understand, because you and I both know. Now, 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 now I I want you to understand this, because it's easy to walk in victory when we know the outcome. Like, it's easy. Uh, when I tell you it's, it'll be, it's so easy to walk in victory when we know the outcome. Because you and I both know that if God, you know, uh, we'll probably be on better terms with God if God would just let us know what our problem was beforehand. Like, 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 like God, I probably would have right. You know, I probably, if you would just kind of consulted me and told me what you were about to take me through, we'll probably have a better relationship. You know, if God, if all you gotta do is let me know that this is about to happen, you know, I'll be ready for it. And so God said, but I didn't warn you, but I told you. It's a difference because he, his word, is, that's why I said we got it in our head. We know the word, but when we face the obstacle of life, it, like it, it leaves us. And see, now we're asking God, 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 if you just let me know, I'll be faithful. I'll be true. God, I trust you and never give up if you just let me know how this thing was going to play out. Man, we'll be on better terms. I got fired last week, but I didn't know you had something better for me this week. And if I knew that, I would have acted in character. I wouldn't, I wouldn't walk out the door slamming doors and telling everybody all this stuff. And, but you had something better for me next week, but I didn't realize that. You should have consulted me, God. And I faced that loss and didn't know what would happen in my life. And God, all that stuff just overwhelmed me. And so, God, if you would have told me I was going to lose that and then show me what you were going to cause me to gain, I probably would not have been faulty in my faith and fallen apart. If you would just told me. i would be asking God those questions like most Christians. You suffer those things, and God, if. You would have just briefed me first. I would have believed. God's response is, I did. John 16 and verse 33, it says it like this. I have told you these things. Y'all see where it's at? It's in our heads. He says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world you might have trouble is that what it say what did the Bible say that it, it doesn't say that like that he said I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace because in this world you might have some trouble what did it say y'all ain't saying nothing to me it says you what you, say you might have trouble it says you what you're guaranteed trouble he said, but take heart. I have what? Overcame what? What? The what? So my local problems, my temporary stuff, my, my new issues, I, it's easy for me to put it in the hand of the, the one who's overcome the world. My little local stuff, How many know that you, you, I know you may think that you're the only one dealing with something right now, but somebody else done dealt with that too. Amen. Amen. What you're going through may not be what everybody else going through, but the God that sees you through is the same God that is seeing the whole world through at the same time. And so when I think about my little problem, God said, all you got to do is say, I told you that already. And we walk around as Christians like God had never told us. I, said, I told you, we got head knowledge, but when we face God, said, I need you to understand that I'm not here to tell you that you're going to win when you're in the middle of the fight. I told you before you got here. I told you before you got into the middle of that moment where you almost lost your mind, when you lost your job, you lost a loved one, they walked out on you, or that situation happened. I already told you that in this world, this stuff going to happen. But if you listen to my word, you're going to have peace, though. Man. But I, I know that thing, I, I, I've had some situations hit my life. Jesus! Woo! These last couple weeks. I'm like, God, why would you do that to a brother? Out of nowhere. Caught me on guard. I'm sitting there like, God, why? I said to myself, God, say, God said, you better talk. So I instantly begin to grab hold to that piece he promised. I said, get yourself together, Eric. Don't let nobody see you like this. And you walk out there, you like, everything all right, everything good. See, 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 you could have said what it was. But when you walk in victory, you start declaring what it is. God said. He said, I said, I I told you these things so that you won't be all messed up when something happens. Put this scripture back up. He said, I told you this so you'll have peace. I ain't talking. Okay, y'all, my goal in in this moment is not to preach to y'all so y'all walk out of here and be in turmoil. We're talking about this so that you'll have peace about it, that it'll be okay in the end, that you understand that, yes, you may be broken in the process, but God is also building you. Amen. I, 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 I've been learning some stuff going to this thing called a gym. They've been telling me some stuff over there. You know, I, I walk away feeling the best sometimes. But they told me that I had to rip the muscle up. I was like, why y'all got to rip it? And then they said, when well, you rip it open and it grows from the end. That's how it gets bigger. So why it's being broken, is being built. So that you'll be stronger. So that by the time you face the same weight later, it'll be lighter. See, that's the whole point of getting stronger is that it's going to come every time and every season of your life. But if you don't let that break and build you, the same thing that broke you last week or last year is going to possibly break you again if you don't let it build you. So, so I, say, I say this so you can have peace in the problem. And so as I understood this, and I understand this all the time, that because we know it's easy to walk in victory when we know the outcome. Now, the outcome is that Jesus overcame the world, and that person that overcame the world can easily handle my little problems. But I want to use as the substance of this subject, as foundation, I have to always lay a scriptural foundation. I want you to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. This is how we, by the time we get to Easter Sunday, uh, you'll see why we're here. This is the scripture that's going to lead us into that. Uh, first Corinthians chapter fifteen verse fifty seven i want to thank my amazing media team man they are just they they, they check everything they man I had some and me and they said pastor i was I was doing something um um i uh, I, want, yeah, I got two dots right there amen but um that's what it is no but i uh, that was on me earlier and i said god thank you so much go to go to go go to on uh, that verse it says but thanks be to God somebody said thank you jesus so 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 I had to think about this for a second I'm like God you mean I have to thank you before I get victory? This is important, because this is this showing that, that, that the fight is fixed and won. It says in verse 57, it says, thanks, but thanks, but thanks, but thanks. That means something else. I'm going to talk about that in the coming weeks. But it says, but thanks be to God, he gives us what? Victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to establish that up front that the victory that we have as believers is found in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. But thanks be to God. <laughs> Amen. But look how the contemporary easy... Jesus... Uh, uh, the, the <laughs> The contemporary English version says it. It says, but thank God for letting our Lord Jesus Christ give us the victory, exclamation point. I'm like, cool. So I'm thanking God for the victory regardless. This is what it's really telling us. And so I want you to establish that thought. I want to put that thought in your head. And I want to share this little thing right here because, you know, um, growing up in Florida with the name Hallback, I was kind of forced to be a football fan. You know, they, they expect me to pick up something and run with it. I mean, just haul back sound like something, right? You know, and I grew up in Florida, and I, I was forced to be, a, and I love football. It was one of my favorite sports. Uh, I love. I played it. You know, my oldest brother, uh, he was an amazing athlete, played play like right next to like Ray Lewis and uh, uh, Desmond Clark. They're they from my hometown. You know, the number one cornerback draft pick is from my hometown right now. You know, so I come from some, you know, I, I was in the area. I was in the vicinity. <laughs> you know, and so I grew up. I played a little football. You know, I was, I was all right. You know, I was pretty good. Amen. And so as a fan of my hometown, you know, um, being a Florida boy, I, I happened to be uh, a fan of the Bucks. Amen, but uh, amen, amen, y'all can go ahead and boo if you want to, it's okay. okay. But also this team, my favorite team, has also been blessed um, for the last couple of years to have the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, They call him Tom Brady. Anybody agree with that one? Okay, haters, okay, it's okay, it's all right. Now, 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 Let me. as I was thinking about it, I, I, I'm a Brady fan. Now, I wore that Brady jersey on purpose on um, Super Bowl Sunday because I'm calling him back. I'm, I'm telling him, hold on back to the NFL. Like, hold back. Okay. I believe he's coming back. I don't think he's going to sit there too long. Amen. He lost everything already told me, but... Um, I'm going to keep playing like you know, gave it up. But... Um, Come back, Eric, come back. So, And so I, I declare him my favorite. So, so, so no matter what team he go to, I'm, I'm going to that team. You know, because that's my favorite player. It is. I, 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 I've been following him for years at New England. And now, now I say this because I want you to hear this because it's part of the understanding of this. Now, as part of the Brady Bunch, that's what they call us, I followed him personally for years. But my favorite victory... Of his was in Super Bowl 51 where the New England Patriots played the um y'all know the other team the Atlanta Falcons now this is what happened I, I need y'all to understand the story because this is very important to all those fans and if you're not let me bring you on in let me make you a Bucks fan or a Brady fan look at this I can remember watching Super Bowl 51 when the, the, the Patriots was um, against the Falcons and it was in the third quarter and the score was 28 to three. With two minutes and 12 seconds left in the third quarter. Y'all remember that day? I'm sitting there, I got both jerseys on so I, I can't like win, I'm, I'm lifting one up, you know. And, and so I decided just to darn my braid. I said, I'm gonna stick with you man. Cause I, I do that every Super Bowl, I have, one, I have both shirts on because I refuse to lose. That's just me. I just do that. Some people think I'm a bandwagon. I'm just trying to be a winner. I refuse not to claim victory. That's just my posture. So you can call me what you want. I'm a winner. That's just it. That's just how I think. You know, and, and, and the, and the two-minute, and the score is 28 to 3 with two minutes and 12 seconds left in the third quarter and we sitting there and I, I'm with Falcon fans and you know, I'm one of the very few that's in the room that's, that's rooting for the other team. And, and, and we up and down and you know, it's nail biting, it's stressful and, 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 and we were down, I was up and down in my seat and I was just thinking, I was like, God, what's going on? And, and each play after each play, the bad plays was getting worse. And it looked like there was no victory in our future. And then Brady executed the greatest comeback ever. Now, let me tell you, th- this is what it was, y'all. It wasn't just a comeback, but it was the, one, it was the first Super Bowl won with the overtime decision. God spoke to me. I said, Jesus, what you saying? And some people are feeling like they're overwhelmed, but God really got you in overtime. See, see, see you thought the problem was over God said that, that moment because some people have lost stuff and you're in that moment and you're like God if anything has happened I'm going to lose it God said no you got to hold on because bad play after bad play mistake after mistake bad choices after bad choices misfortunes after mess ups and failed attempts one after another many of us had them they were all designed designed to defeat you but thank God who gives us the victory? That's what I want you to have in your mind. Because sometimes you could be in those moments, and sometimes in the middle of feeling defeat and overwhelmed, say, God, you got me in overtime, and I'ma thank you in these moments because it's you that gives me victory. No, 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 no. What had happened was, as we come back to this story, it came out in overtime, the wind was 34 to 28. So it went from three to tw- so, they didn't, so the, the Falcons never scored again after they were destined to win. It came back, the score was 34 to 28 and Brady came home with the greatest victory ever. Okay. So all the nail biting and the stressing out and the up and down the doubt and the despair was over. And we got the W. I was like, yeah, that's good. Because it was such an amazing game, I decided to watch it later that week. Well, at least once, at least once. And so I I, I decided to play the replay of it. And while watching the replay, I noticed that my behavior was different. And I didn't feel the stress or even the sadness that I felt during the actual game. The reason why I didn't feel stress or even got down, because I knew the victory that was already achieved. Y'all ain't going to hear what I'm saying today. I'm watching the same game with a different perspective. I ain't up in my seat. I saw the same two minutes and 12 seconds in the third quarter, three to 28, like I saw it on the replay. But I ain't felt like I felt when I was in it. I looked at that thing. I said, I said, I don't care what's going on. I already knew the outcome was totally out, was out to altering my outlook because I already knew what the outcome was and so because I knew what the outcome was, it altered my outlook on the thing. I started looking at the whole game different. I knew that no matter how things appear and as I watched the replay, I realized that it could not be reversed. And when we apply those same principles, and understanding that we have in the word of God. We see them, we're living. Somebody shout, we're watching the replay. replay. Right now in your life, what you're facing right now isn't a battle that God hasn't already won. It's something that if you just take a step back and recall the word of God, you'll start watching the situations of your life a whole lot differently. You'll say, God, I some of y'all may call it deja vu, but it was that God got you, he had you in that place before, and he said, I'm showing you that you ain't got the word about how victory going to come because your victory cannot be reversed. How do I know this? Because I don't care what is behind you or how far you are behind. You can trust the process because we got victory. Somebody shout I got victory in Jesus. And that's why I had to say this, but thanks be the God. I know I brought that whole analogy to, to, to this thing, but I had to look at it because I'm like, God, you do that every time we read your word. And every time we face a problem, we are literally living in the replay of what you already prepare for us. And so many times we get stressed out, we get overwhelmed, and we don't believe God can because we never believed we could get through that moment. But is there anybody in this room today that have already declared of your life a but thank God praise? Anybody been there in your life? you like, God, no matter what I'm facing, but thank God that gives me the victory. Oh, I know that I'm facing something that I pray, God, that you could get me through, but uh, but while I'm going through it, I'm thanking you. Because sometimes we're waiting for it to turn around before we thank him. We wait for the situation to look like it's in our favor before we start giving God praise. And that's what victory comes from. It's not always easy, but it's also always worth it. And so for those, there are a lot of factors that come to discourage, derail, disrupt us in our life. However, God has given us a game plan. Somebody shout a game plan. And so let me give you a few things. This is the introduction of this. I'm going to talk about some battles over the next few weeks. But I want you to understand something. This is how we're going to develop this game plan to claim greatest victories. We don't want just one victory. We want victory over every area of our life. There's some people that are strong in some areas and you weaken other ones amen and you see yourself trying to progress um, but the, 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 the little small areas of your life that you haven't learned how to defeat yet and God reminds you daily this is what's keeping you from my victory you ain't saying nothing to me if you ain't saying nothing I'm serious I can you can hear it, it, it because when you're connected to God God say yeah uh, you you right in that area but you need to you need to gain victory over your attitude or you got your good attitude, but you need to, you need to gain victory over your negative thinking. And, th- and this is why I'm telling you this, because when we talk about the battles of the Bible, they all encompass all our thought processes, our willingness to move forward, and our ability to push past problems. And so I want to encourage us today, if you really want to gain and, and see the greatest victories of our life, we got to study the playbook. Somebody shout study the playbook. What's the playbook? Okay, what, Okay. What's the, what's the playbook? Okay, did I say read the Bible? What'd I say? See, there's a big difference. Because many of us read the Bible. I read my scripture today. I read my devotion. I got it. But it ain't got me. It ain't working in my life yet. See, when you study, the Bible's talking about study to show that self-approval, workmen need not be ashamed to what? Rightly divide. That means that you are able to divide things. And the word divide from the metaphorical perspective is opening literally up a river and walking across on dry land. That means that whatever obstacle is in front of you, if you have rightly divided the word of God, you can get through it gotta open up things right in front of you like God I've been in a situation where God I say I don't know how I'm going to get out of this and all of a sudden I can see things open up on our back I'm like God what is that God said that you never stop believing you already understood and you hold on to the word because the world will always try to contradict the word that's on the inside of you the world issues but our God through the word has already overcame what the world you can overcome come the world with a what? Word. All that the world presents to us, every battle that we got to face, we got enough information if we recall it to see victory in our life. That's why you must get in your word and not just read it. You have to also be able to recall it. I teach you this all the time that if you lack understanding, you can read the Bible all day. But if you don't understand it, you won't be able to repeat it on command. And if you can't repeat it in your situation, sometimes we had to run back to the Bible and say, "God, what did you say?" You start going to the back and find your problem. That's what most people do. They go to the back of the Bible and say, "I'm going through this." God said, "If you've been studying my Word before you even got to your problem, because I saw your end at your beginning, and I was trying to spend time with you this morning, giving you the place to execute in your playbook. By the time you got to that problem," You would have been prepared Oh we ain't ever ready Cause stuff just come out of nowhere But we can be prepared though We can be ready for whatever I've taught that so many times Because one of the keys to victory And a great comeback Is to study your playbook So that you can always be ready For every ever changing issue How many of those stuff Changed quick on us boy You be thinking something gonna turn out that way And all of a sudden they'll flip the script on you But you ain't got to flip out. When things flip on you, all you got to do is stay focused. So God, I'm going to hold on. I I done seen things change in the last couple weeks. And it's like, boom, boom, boom. And God said, what's going on? And God said, you stay focused, though. I know you got a lot of stuff coming from a lot of areas, but you stay focused on what the word says and what you've already declared. Because let me tell you what happens. When you read the word of God, the Holy Spirit is connected to it. Okay. Let me read the scripture real quick. I think this is somewhere around 2 Timothy chapter 3. Is that right? Verse 16, that, that's all we are at right now, media? That's, that, y'all media is amazing. Let me tell you what this, let me tell you what the Bible says as we move forward. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, um, verse 16 and 17. It says, All scripture, Somebody shall all scripture. See, this is how we get confused sometimes because you got to be able to use all scripture as inspiration. It may not have Modern reference or um, modern uh, influence, but it's still influenced by God. It says all scripture is God breathe. Somebody shout God breathe. Just don't breathe on your neighbor though. Don't breathe on your neighbor. So, so let me stop right there real quick. So when I see the word Because so many people say, well, and in the Bible, or the Bible said this, or this, that, and other. Now, one of the things when we say that the scripture is God-breathed, the word breath is the same breath where we get the word ruha. It's the breath of God, or the spirit of God. So when I read and I study the word of God, his word, his, his spirit comes with his word. So, so what happens when I take on that word, when I read it and I study it, I say, God, it's as if you breathe the spirit of yourself in me. When you read God's word, that's why the enemy would, do, he want to keep us stuck on stupid. Because he know we perish for the lack of knowledge. He know that he ain't got to even do nothing to try to defeat us. All he got to do is keep us stupid. Keep us not reading the word of God. Keep us not understanding that every time we read the scripture, it's as if God is breathing in us. is literally the breath of God, which is the spirit of God, which is the only thing that is in us that gives us the ability to be obedient to God. Your flesh can't be. Your soul is just emotional, but your spirit man understands what the will of God is every time. And so that's why every time you read the word, you get apart or you become even closer and more like God. Look what he says all scriptures God breathe and is used for teaching, rebuking, correcting. This is, some people don't like this right here because they're like, well, just tell me what I want to hear. How many know God's word would tell you what you don't want to hear? I mean, anybody ever heard God's word say, shut up? Okay. You're, in the, you're about to say something back to your wife. you about to... <laughs> so if you got that word in you, you're about to say something to your husband, you already know you're going to make him mad, and the Holy Spirit said, <laughs> Anybody struggle with that stuff sometimes? Because you know if you go there, y'all lose. You see how the enemy try to keep us from gaining victory? Anybody ever kept your mouth closed You were like, yeah, God, I say that fight. I won that one. Cause I walked away. And I didn't go there. And we didn't went there. Then we back in 86. <laughs> Y'all know how a problem go. It start right here, but it gonna go boop, 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 Now you back from the first date. I ain't like you when I saw you. Is- you were ugly. <laughs> Hurting their feelings, it's like, uh, oh, you know, what? Now nobody got victory. Okay, all right, because right. <laughs> we like to hear the word. You know, we like to rebuke everybody. Let me tell you. Okay, but look what it says. It says, "In training, in righteousness." Cause I realize before I go to war, I got to get some good training. You know, I'm glad that, you know, some of us that was in the military or some of that are, that are you realize that before they, they, they may put you out there, take some of these civilians right now and tell them to go pick up an M-16 or M-4, dig a foxhole. They'll be like, what you talking about? You talking about foxhole radio? No, nah, I'm talking about that. a bunker. But you got to have the proper training, in order to be ready for battle. And that's what God's word does. It prepares us to live in righteousness. It says so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And that's why we, that's why the first part is, you know, in in, in, any sport person or athlete, if they don't know the playbook, they may lack execution, proper execution. See, I found out that in this playbook, there's some audibles. There's some things that maybe the, the enemy don't even know you got and you can use in situations that you have never faced. you like, and all of a sudden God will give you, anybody ever been in a situation all of a sudden you just got something? you like, where that came from? You spoke something out of your mouth? you like, that was nothing but Holy Spirit. Like, I ain't read that nowhere. It wasn't written down nowhere, but that breath just came, that thing just came on me. You want, you're want like, Jesus, I got victory through that. And I love this because he wants us to understand this because when we know the playbook, we are in a position to play the game with greater success. This is life that God has given us and as we walk in this thing every day. So I want you to understand that because when we gain victory, we gain victory because the word tells us we win. Somebody shout, the word tells me I win. See, that's why I need you to get to the playbook because the word tells you you win. It tells us out of its mouth, out of its, now, Jesus Christ, I was reading this thing the other day, right, the Bible, the thing, that thing, and I realized something, right, that every kingdom has laws. So, 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 so when you read the Bible and people say, well, uh, we ain't under the law, the law is what the Pharisees wrote, 613 laws at, in the Old Testament but the Bible itself is the book of the law. I mean, it's the way of the Christian. I mean, it's the way the government of God has instructed us to live. And not all the time we obedient to it, amen, but, some, but, 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 but if we are, when we are. Sometimes we fall short, sometimes we fail, but God said, if you understand this thing the way I meant for you to get it, it'll get you through some stuff. So it's the way the kingdom of God functions. So what happens is that the world don't understand it, and that's why it don't have or it doesn't live according to this word. And that's why I want to put this in our mindset. Before we even get to the battles, where every time God was inspiring the great warriors of the Bible, he was always making himself known to them. He was always making sure that I know you don't feel like you can, little David. I know getting you, you don't feel like you got enough power. You've been impressed for a long uh, oppressed for a long time. But if you understand me right, you'll begin to fight right. And that's what he declares that. But you got the word of God before there was Bible, there were direct words from the Lord. And that word came into this inspirational playbook that we call the Bible, but God is also constantly inspiring us by way of Holy Spirit to win the fight. But the word tells us we win. Somebody shout the word tells us we win. The Bible is very clear about who gets the victory in the end. In 1 John chapter 4, I'm sorry, chapter 5, this, man, I've got so much in my heart. Chapter 5, verse number 4. 1 John, is that where we are? Yes, indeed. Thank you so much. 1 John chapter 4. This is an introduction, so I'm a, I'm a little trying to get in there, trying to get y'all into these battles, but let's get, get this game plan down. Got it? The word tells us when we're 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, it says for everyone. Somebody shout everyone. everyone. And you could just get real cocky and say, that's me. Nice. I ain't going to have no victorious people. Oh, well, now, yes, I am. Yes, I am. Somebody, I know I be catching all God. Somebody shout, that's me. that's me. Okay, there we go. I, be, I know y'all be so focused. That's, I'm, so, so, I'm so sorry. I just throw that stuff. Look at this. It says, for everyone born of God. So I don't care how you was born. Be born again. Amen. Some people say, I've been born this way. But well, why not be born again? It says, for everyone born of who? So when you read this, it says everyone who's born of God, who has been born again, that's us, that's us believers, that's we as Christians, followers of Jesus Christ, followers of the way, slaves to God. For everyone who is, who, who, who is born of God, born of God overcomes what? Not just your current problem. So the same God we read back in John that has overcame the world when we' are born into him, we become world conquerors. That's what makes us what the Bible says more than conquerors. because battles we haven't even gotten yet to yet God has already given us and equipped us with the ability to overcome them. So for everyone born of God overcomes what? the world. This is the what? Victory that has overcame the world, even our faith. So it says here that the victory that we need to overcome is connected directly to our faith. If you don't believe you can, you will never will. You'll never try. You'll never move forward. You'll stay stagnant and stuck in your current situation when there is a world that God has called you to conquer. I'm telling you, man, that God has given us such ability to overcome so much because He tells us in His Word, He says, You win already if you are in me. I've already overcame the world and I've given us, God has given us power to overcome the world as well. But I found out something, y'all, that sometimes when the world hits us in so many different ways, that sometimes we ain't ready for it. But can I encourage y'all today to be ready to fight? Okay, alright. Any, any, any old fighters in the room today? Let me see your hands. Like, you used to fight? Put your hands up. Don't, I, I, hey man, don't be scared. Hey Amen. I know you're nice now, but some of y'all used to throw the first punch. Hey Amen. Y'all used to be the one with the hand in the sand like that. I mean, anybody you with that person? You know, put your hand... Hit you. They don't do that because the kids don't go outside no more, so they don't know nothing about that. They don't know about it. Hit my hand and they hit you like. Hey Amen. You don't hit me with a hand, I am just come across the hand. Ah, yeah, yeah, ready to fight. That's where that dance move come from. That, that's the ready to fight move. And some of y'all, you ain't too far from there right now. You just, You just one word. Some of y'all got knives in your purse right now. Mace. And some of y'all, y'all be driving out, y'all be waiting for people to try you too. You be like, I wish that joker would. They don't know, I'm packing in this car right now. I wish that joker would pull up on me. <laughs> pull up on me if you want to. <laughs> y'all laughing too hard. Y'all laughing way too hard. Because y'all, I'm too close to your business. <laughs> but can you be that way in your faith? Because I'm a teaching in a little bit that every fight ain't physical. Matter of fact, most of them isn't. And so when I understood this, y'all, that we got to have this understanding that we need to know this. We got to understand this because the word tells us we got to be ready to fight. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 8, look what it says, because this is why we got to be ready to fight because the enemy is always looking for one. See, I'm going to tell you why. You see, this, sometimes we be going through life. You're like, God, I just want some time. I just want something. I just want to reach a point in my life that ain't nothing happening. <laughs> Anybody ready to reach that point real soon? You're like, God, I just want to reach a point where everything is perfect. God said, it ain't going to ever happen like that. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's a devil in this world. <laughs> now, if you're a Christian that ain't doing that, you may not receive no problems. How many know we got Christians? How many know we got jobless Christians? Okay, let me, let me, give, let me give you a test. Look at your neighbor and ask them what they do in the church. If, if they can't tell you what they do, they're they, 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 they jobless. All right, Pastor, shut up. You just. <laughs> ask them. This is right there. If they can tell you, I work in this ministry, they are, they are unemployed Christians. Somebody say, I need to put in my resume right now. I just need to put in my resume. That's the truth of it, though. If you can't find out what your job is in the kingdom, you're unemployed. And that's probably why nothing happened for you or to you. I didn't mean to call you out, but I really did at the same time. Because if you see Jesus today, would you have victory? Would he say well done, good and faithful? Because he says that my servants. All right. I know I messed you up at home, just now I just messed you up. I'm just so sorry. But look at this right here. It, it, it tells us you got to be ready to fight. Somebody should be ready to fight. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 8. It says, be alert and of sober minds to stay focused. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion. He didn't even like lion, he's just like one. Seeking or looking for someone to chew without, to, to, to swallow without chewing. See, the thing of it is that our enemy is always on the prowl. He's not a lion. He's just like one. I told this story many times, probably in the past. That means he just growls a lot just to disorient you. Some of the problems that you're facing ain't really meant to take you out. They were just meant to disorient you. It got you looking for everywhere for a fix, a problem. This relationship then ah, broke. God said, I got you. Then He said, I got you again. And all of a sudden, you're looking for something. And the enemy devours us in those moments. And that's why many Christians don't gain victory. He said because as a believer, he ain't, the, he ain't talking to the unbeliever here. He's telling the believer that the enemy, there's a devil out there, going to and fro, El Paso, Las Cruces, West Side. Yo, he's you think that because you're giving your life to Jesus, that it's gonna be a scroll down blessed bulletin a flower bed of ease? You're going to have problems. However, we serve a God who has already overcome the world, and that's why we got to look at this thing. Because when we're understanding that we got a battle to fight every day, there's something that the enemy. You may think you can get calm and complacent, but there's something always lurking, trying to catch you off guard to intimidate you and cause you not to walk in God's purpose and victory over your life. But I always got to remind us as well that we got to not only be ready to fight, we got to also learn to choose our weapons wisely. Amen. Amen. Some of y'all taking a knife to a gunfight. When you don't know the word of God, it's like literally saying, I'm going to win with this and the enemy end up overwhelming you because this is why I discovered, y'all, that most of the time, when I look at this term, I saw this term, the devil, right, that he's seeking whom he made about. I realize that he ain't by himself. He has principalities. He has powers. He has wickedness in high and low places, rulers of the darkness and the unseen world. And We think we're just fighting the devil. Satan with a red tail. There's legislation. There's so many other things that come up against us that if we don't understand, and, I, and I'm going to share this because every battle you see in the Bible got political. Kings were disturbed. Kingdoms were ripped up. Processes and procedures were compromised. And the same battle we face today, that's why you have to choose the right weapon, is vital for your survival. First, Second Corinthians, I'm going to read real quick. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse number four. Just to give you word to have with you, as you, you have to go back this week and kind of put this into practice. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse number four, what it reads? It says, "The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world, of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. I like the way the New King James Version says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but by, the, but by mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, The authority, the word of God is the word that equips us in everything that we need to gain victory over every situation of our life. And so every time we understand the word of God, we're not fighting with carnal web. How many know that everybody that you're fighting with is not in an argument with you? Amen. Sometimes sometimes to get bigger, in a you have to say, you know what? I know that it's not you talking right now. It may be some other force behind you that's trying to influence my character right now. So I'm going to get gang to big. I'm going to learn how to use my weapon because sometimes when we're not equipped properly, we only have a hammer in our tool bag and we end up addressing every problem as a nail. But how many know that some stuff just need to be tightened up, screwed down, socketed down a little bit? God is trying to equip us with more Stuff to handle the fight that we're in on the regular. God has given us the authority. And that's why I want to leave you just with this before I get out of here. We're going to talk about these battles next week. And these are all going to be applied to every battle that you see, from the moments that you see in the Old Testament to the all the way through these amazing battles of the Bible. They were always tested with the physical and the spiritual. Because every battle is in a physical fight. Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 12. For we wrestle not, y'all know this, against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual witnesses in high places. And I left y'all with a scripture last week about how when enemies come in from one direction, how God is going to send them going in five. And what you see right here is you got so many things that come at us at times. And sometimes we don't know what weapon to use. Sometimes it takes you to stand in there and fight. Some of y'all fighting for a relationship right now. Anybody there? Some of you fighting for your children right now. They out there, you, man, you raised them right too, boy. You like, God. Ah. And you start blaming yourself like, man, where did I go wrong? You keep standing firm. You're going to have to fight that thing. You're going to have to really pray. You're going to test your faith. It's going to make you think that you defeated. Maybe you're trying to move forward in your career, your business, and it seems like things are not working out. You feel like, God, things are coming at me everywhere. But it's not just the enemy of a fight. We're fighting against principalities and those things. And sometimes, I I remember one time I was dealing with this inspector, uh, inspecting this building. I ain't going to call his name because y'all may go out and get him. But he held our project up like seven months because he just felt like it. Wasted money. I mean, just was like, this is, I, I I said, well, they don't say that in the book. Well, this is what I say. And I went back, I'm like, Scott, and I'm trying to call them, and God, and God reminded me, you ain't just fighting against the enemy, you fighting against principalities, people, their own agendas. And to the point where God ended up causing the, the structure engineer to send me an email, I sent it to him. He came back and apologized and said, "Pastor, if I ever tell you you couldn't do something again, I just need you to move forward because it looked like you know more than what I'm talking about." And I had to say, "All oh, glory to God because He's already given us victory over this situation." And what happened is that he had ended up coming and apologize. And even at the last inspection, he said, "I'm just walking through this thing. I already know it's all right." Okay, man, I saw that. I felt that in my spirit. I mean, literally, he was like, I already, he said, because I've been through here enough antagonizing you. That I already know what every piece of this building looked like, and I end up getting a pass inspection and I had to go through nothing because God said, all you had to do was stick in that thing and look at the victory that was won in Jesus. And so many times we get caught up in what we're going through and now push through the storm. There's more for you than against you. Amen, because who before you? God! Who can be against you? Give it a name. Call it what you want. I promise you it won't overwhelm overwhelm the power of God in your life. And so as we walk in victory over this series, we have five weeks left. By the time we get to Easter Sunday, we'll be in the greatest victory of all. We'll see that resurrection power. But as we go through these battles, I want you to understand there's a game plan. You got to be ready to fight. You got to be ready to understand that the outcome is already yours. You already understand the flow of what God is trying to do. The fight is fixed, the battle is won, the war is already ours. And so I'm so grateful today to be able to just introduce this moment to you as we walk and experience the greatest victories. Amen. Amen.